Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pond Hunter Broadcast from the Under the Sea Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Take a look into the world of koi ponds, water gardens, and the lifestyles of the aquatically obsessed. Meet the pros, hobbyists, and cover some no-nonsense pond advice straight from the field. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Here's your host, koi pond and water garden expert, Mike Gannon. Hello, everybody. Hey, and welcome to episode 39 of the Pond Hunter Radio broadcast. As the announcer has said, I am your host, Mike Gannon. How's everybody doing tonight? Hope you guys aren't sick because this would not be the right episode to be tuning into. This is an episode about keeping things healthy, yo. And no, I'm not going to talk about eating healthy and clean living. That's kind of boring. I want to talk about something really exciting, at least for aquatically obsessed people, it'll be exciting. So don't change that dial. Um, in this episode, episode 39, again, welcome everybody. We're going to be talking about how to quarantine your koi and goldfish for your pond. That's right, how to keep your fish healthy, a topic all fish keepers should know about, at least something about. It is certainly a topic in the pursuit of all things aquatic because we all want healthy fish, healthy ponds or fish tanks, and quarantine is a best practice in fish keeping. So welcome fish geeks, pond geeks, and the aquatically obsessed. This is going to be an interesting topic with a lot to cover. And we're going to talk about not just how long quarantine should be, but how to quarantine, the equipment you'll need, where to keep fish during quarantine, what to feed them, whether to medicate or not, what to look for during the quarantine period, and what the experts say about it. So we will be covering some pertinent pondy information, so stick around. Quarantine is no joking matter. It's some serious shit. The process of quarantine has been with humanity for a long time now. It's serious. To me, I, I kind of think the term quarantine is a somewhat alarming term. When you hear about quarantines going on, it's kind of freaky, no? When you hear about quarantines, it is definitely a little freaky. So a quarantine really is defined as a state, period, or place of imposed isolation for humans, animals, and I think even plants, fruits, veggies, insects, when it's possible to prevent disease from entering into a said environment. For example, astronauts undergo, undergo quarantine when coming back to Earth. Don't want that space dust getting in all mixed up with us Earthlings, because you never know. Who knows what they could possibly bring back? Quarantine really is a kind of uh, purification process. And quarantine is not a new practice. It's, it's not a new idea. This wasn't thought up by pond keepers. The word quarantine actually has its root meaning in quarenta. In Italian, quarantena is defined 
as a period of 40 days. It's very interesting to me that 40 days is the definition. 40 is a very significant number. It's significant across numerous cultures and religions, the Bible, the Torah, the Talmud, the Quran, all are peppered with periods of 40 days, 40 years, quantities of 40 or multiples of 40. 40. It seems to be associated with purification and punishment. 40 lashes. 40 lashes has been doled out to many humans over history. You check it out in the Bible, in uh, Deuteronomy, or in the Talmud. They'll tell you how much to flog somebody, but no more than 40 lashes, because that would be, that would hurt, man. I guess punishment could be looked at as a form of purification. You do something bad, you get punished to remove the bad from you. It's funny you can always tell an aquatically obsessed parent because their kids don't get time out they get quarantined time for quarantine kids you're acting up my god as a kid i would have been in quarantine all the time (laughs) but i got good old-fashioned punishment forget the lashings and floggings um the other lighter side of la quarantina is about purification too It was a practice in ancient port cities to keep ships, merchant ships, trade ships, those vessels out of port for 40 days before the ship and crew could enter to trade and mingle among the general population. This practice was for disease control, and it was effective. But 40 shows up everywhere the ancient Egyptian mummification process, the process of preparing for the afterlife. This was very serious stuff for them. That took 40 days. The ancient Egyptians believed it took 40 days for the soul to dissolve back into the universe from which it came. Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai receiving the word of God took 40 days for that. The Hebrews wandered the desert for 40 years. Jesus spent 40 days fasting in the desert, being tempted by the devil. He returned for 40 days after his resurrection. During the great flood, it rained for 40 days and nights. Now that's a purification. <laughs> the great flood, holy. Uh, there were 40 authors of the Bible, by the way. Human pregnancy is a 40-week period in the womb. Interesting. And the Yankees have won 40 World Series. Truly unbelievable statistic. 40, man. Quarenta, quarantina, la quarantina, the 40-day period of purification by one's means or another, and not always pleasant. This period occurs again and again and again. And not always describing pleasant circumstances. The quarantine. In numerology, 40 is the number that signifies or represents trial, testing, and judgment. Quarantine is very much that. A period of judgment. A period to judge whether our fish are healthy enough to enter the general population of our pond. 
Judgment, by definition, is the ability to make considered decisions and come to sensible conclusions. I think 40 days is a reasonable period of time to make your conclusions on your koi and goldfish. Or is it? Let's talk about that. Is that enough time to quarantine pondfish, expensive koi, decorative goldfish, or even aquarium fish? When I started keeping fish, I was a little kid, little. Um, In the mid-70s, I had a couple of local aquarium and pet shops that I could ride my bike to. It It could be a big ride sometimes. I'd try to hit all of them, but I could ride my bike and get fish. I was lucky enough to have several places right uptown where I lived in New Jersey where I could go and get fish. Even the Woolworth back then had fish, had a fish department. We had a Woolworth. How about that? I had no concept of quarantine at that time. None. Float the bag for 15 minutes and let them go was the common advice. And it worked pretty well at the time, if I got to be honest. Don't lose a lot of fish, but most fish dealers these days are going to tell you different. At least they should. Fish dealers should be recommending a period of quarantine for your fish before entering into the general population of your pond or fish tank. Had I been given that advice as a kid, I would have totally ignored it because I didn't have the ability to set up quarantine. Please, I, I had to beg for a fish tank. Quarantine tanks? Come on. For some fish keepers, quarantine is simply not an option. And if that is the case, and I think it is the case for most fish keepers, most of us would be glad to quarantine our fish, but the reality of setting up quarantine might not be possible. How many fish keepers can really do that? And I bet if we got the stats on that, it would be really, really low how many of us have quarantine facilities. Even though we all know these days it is a best practice in fish keeping. That's reality. So if you're a fish keeper who cannot quarantine your fish, I can relate. Many of us can. But be sure to acclimate your fish very, very well. (laughs) Acclimation is a whole other podcast. But listen closely to the quarantine podcast because you'll be better informed and better prepared overall. So... So how do we quarantine our fish? I guess the first thing is is getting set up. If you can quarantine your fish or QT your fish, you'll see that um, utilized for short, QT. You need somewhere to do that. You need a quarantine setup. Sometimes I think the reality of setting up quarantine is difficult for the hobbyist. I'm a big proponent of keeping fish means a lot to me. I've always kept fish. It means a lot to me. So I can understand people who just have that in them. They have that desire to keep fish, but perhaps just aren't in any sort of a position to do quarantine. I don't think that should preclude them from keeping fish. I still hope that they do keep fish and the amazing hobby and lifestyle proliferates. But I understand how it is still a best practice. So if you're a pro, um, 
you likely have a system. If you're like a retailer or a wholesaler of fish, you likely are going to have a system set up on an ongoing basis that's biologically balanced and everything it needs to be. The hobbyist needs to kind of set up quarantine on demand. And there are some challenges with that. Most of these challenges are going to come in the form of having space to do it, the time to do it, and resources to do it. It's not inexpensive. And water quality can be a challenge since the hobbyist is most likely not putting their new fish into fully established systems. But where should we put them? Let's set a stage a bit here because then we can kind of scale up or down on our individual approaches to quarantine. Let's say you're bringing home some koi from your local awesome koi dealer. Of course, you're going to be setting up the quarantine tanks before your purchase. Some really good quarantine tanks can be found with a simple Google search. Just Google that shit. Quarantine tanks for koi. Koi tanks. Use those terms and you'll find some really great tanks. Tank sizes at pretty good prices. Um, Easy to set up. Easy to take down tanks. And I would look for a tank of at least 100 gallons. More volume if possible. And I mean that would be like for three medium-sized fish, like three nine-inch koi. And if you can do more, try to do more. If you're buying a massive fish, you're not going to keep it in a 100-gallon tank. Um, You should try to have quarantine tanks set up with filtration and aeration for several weeks before the purchase. Before the purchase, I would also want to know if my supplier is doing any type of quarantine. Of course, it's preferably when they're practicing quarantine as well. You'd want your suppliers, hopefully, to be doing some sort of quarantine. And they are, of course, because of the local awesome koi dealer. Um, Once you have the fish back at your place, acclimate them. Acclimation is another podcast. Acclimate them and get them into the tank. La quarantina has begun once you got them into the tank. Um, once you have them in there, so you're, so you're all set up, you get the fish in there, what are you going to be looking for? So during the period of quarantine, close observation of the koi needs to be happening. Here's some things to look for. I'm looking for problems. The first two weeks is really important as well, the first two to three weeks. During this time, I'm watching to make sure their eyes are nice and clear and bright and consistent on both sides. I don't want to see cloudy or waxy eyes, sunken eyes, redness, excessive bulging eyes. The eyes tell a lot, just like a person. Um, Take a good look at their eyes. Their fins should be clean and whole, no tears, no frays, red streaks, parasites, or fin rot. Make sure they're nice and clean. And you want to see them using their fins. You don't want to see their fins clamped against their bodies. You want to see them using them. I'm also going to be watching their gills. I want them looking healthy on the outside. No excessive redness. And pink and healthy on the inside when I can get a peek. Um, I want to see normal, relaxed breathing. No fish panting. Fish panting is not a good thing. And I'm going to be checking their mouth and, and their ass <laughs> for redness. Um, redness in either of those areas is not really a good sign. 
So those are the kind of things I'm looking at. I'm watching their skin. I want it to be nice and clear. No cuts, no scrapes, abrasions, sores, ulcers, raised scales, parasites, just nothing. Just nice, clean skin. I want nice, clean skin. Smooth scales, clean skin all around. And I'm watching their swimming and behavior. I want to see them using all their fins, like I said. I want them active and interactive with each other. I want to see them making eye contact with me, checking me out, interested in their their environment. I'm hoping not to see any of them sitting on the bottom, hovering at the top, or isolating themselves, performing a self-quarantine. I'm hoping not to see itching, scratching, flashing, all those different signs of perhaps parasites. I want to see them being coy, nice, healthy, sturdy, active, beautiful. And I'm doing all of this during the entire quarantine period. And really, this, this way of looking at your fish, this way of watching them should never stop. And it, it kind of doesn't ever stop. It becomes a way of looking at your fish. It becomes muscle memory after a while. After lots and lots of practice and years of looking at them, you're just kind of always looking at them to see if they're healthy. But especially during quarantine. Very important. How to take care of livestock during quarantine is another question I think we should talk about. How do you take care of them? Once you're all set up and you know what you're looking for, how do you take care of them? So during quarantine, how should we take care of our livestock? They should be fed during this time. Keep the feedings on the lighter side, though, when they're in quarantine. Don't try to really fill them up. Make sure they're satisfied, but keep the feedings kind of light. I don't want to see the water get too fouled up. Um, I don't want to tax the, um, the fish's systems either with very large feedings. A day of fasting each week wouldn't hurt either. You know, this is all kind of biblical stuff, so why not get some fasting in there too? Um, the foods should simply be prepared pellet food, both medicated and non-medicated pellet food. Avoid the treats during this time. Don't do krill, fruits, greens, earthworms, you know, save that kind of stuff for when they're back in the pond. Be sure to perform intermittent water changes, say between 10 to 25% intermittently, larger if necessary. Try to keep water temperatures stable around 74, 76, 78, you know, in that range is a good range to keep them at during um, quarantine. Um, one of the questions that people bring up a lot is whether they should uh, medicate their fish. So during quarantine, should fish be medicated during this time? For me, that's a tough one. It seems a lot of people would just medicate their fish because they're in quarantine, as if they just go hand in hand. In other words, they almost equate quarantine with a period of medication. So um, during this period, I think whether the koi are sick or not is what will dictate whether you medicate or not. I'm not really down with medicating. Um, I think I would, of course, if there's an issue, you do. But I think I would only medicate as a response to an identified issue. So I'm not really big on medicating fish in general. I know that probably sounds terrible. I'm sure a couple of you are rolling your eyes right now. But 
that's me. That's my approach. And here's why. Allow me to explain why. Right off the bat, I'd say that the vast majority of fish keepers who medicate their fish have no idea what they're doing. Most people don't even know how to medicate themselves. How, uh, you know, we can agree on that. So all of a sudden, these people know how to diagnose and medicate fish. They've somehow gained an understand and understanding of piscine medicine for ornamental species of fish. How does that happen? I see hobbyists diagnosing diseases and slinging advice on how to make medicate our fish all the time. There's a lot of medicating going on out there, which probably is why it sounds crazy that I'm not really a big medicator of my fish. So how does that happen? I see hobbyists diagnosing fish all the time. Um, In my opinion, it's not easy to diagnose or medicate fish. And most fish medications are broad spectrum. Strong medications. Sometimes the medications are more stressful and do more damage to our fish than the actual health issue. We typically are using broad spectrum medications because typically we have a vague or no idea what we are actually trying to treat. So let's just kill it all with some broad spectrum stuff. It's very common. It's common practice. And the medications can be harsh. And diagnosing health issues is not easy. Um, I would suggest if you have access to a koi veterinarian or someone who is really well trained in fish health, reach out to them. There's some good people out there for sure. So um, I rarely try to give medicating advice. I don't want that responsibility. If I'm going to medicate my fish, I'll medicate my fish, but I won't tell you to medicate your fish. Um, I'll leave that to the Facebook experts. But, man, beware of what advice you take and consider your sources. The medications are harsh. So, But I am for keeping a salt level during the time of quarantine. That is something I'd recommend. I like using salt as a general tonic um, for these fish. You know, it, it may help with parasites. It may help with bacteria. The strength of your salt solution should be in relation to whether you are treating or not. Um, salt baths can also be very helpful during the quarantine. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on medicating fish. I'm not against it at all. I think if you know how to do it, do it. I'm just saying that make sure you know what you're doing. Piscine medicine is a serious topic requiring years of study that's hard to just kind of pick up online. And if you don't have to medicate your fish, great. If you do have to medicate... Facebook has some great resources. There's some really smart koi veterinarians online, on Facebook, on YouTube. You know, all of them are happy to help out. So um, if you're a hobbyist, I would recommend talking to a doctor about medicating your fish. Um, You know, we've kind of covered a few different things, but the question still remains of quarantine, the duration of quarantine, which is... um, it's a big point of divergence in, in how long a quarantine should actually last. Lots of opinions out there. Most fish keepers 
that have looked into quarantine have probably found durations of anywhere from 15 days to six months or longer. Many years ago, um, I took a course on Koi Health, and one of the many topics we covered was quarantine. And this course was given at the University of Georgia, featuring several Koi veterinarians from around the country. At the time of taking this program and my advice, I was a fish professional at the time. Um, I sold fish, um, bought fish. I was a retailer as well as providing services. So my advice that I was giving at that time was for a duration of three weeks. If somebody was going to quarantine, if somebody could quarantine, I was recommending three weeks. Three weeks is a decent period of time um, to allow for health issues to manifest themselves. It seemed like it was. Parasites like ick will usually make their presence known within this time period. So I felt it was decent advice. But then there was the advice from the Koi vets, which is much better advice than I was giving. The answers that came back from the veterinarians um, when asked what is the duration of quarantine, almost all the answers were different from each other. And these are the pros. These are the vets. These are the doctors, the ones who quarantine is kind of a, a way of life. You know, how often do we do it? Well, maybe once in our lives. Um, so the answers range from one month to six months or more. So there you have it from the pros. The quarantine period is not a set specific period of time. What they did say was that the quarantine period will vary depending upon who is performing the quarantine. One of the points that they made is that there is no guarantees with quarantine. One month, six months, even a year of quarantine does not guarantee that your fish will be healthy or is healthy. It does not guarantee that your fish will not infect or become infected by the existing population. You can quarantine your fish for a full year and they can still get sick or, or be sick or transfer sickness by way of simply being a carrier of a pathogen. A quarantine certainly increases your odds for a healthy acclimation to your pond substantially, but there is no guarantee. Um, your koi could die the day after being introduced to your pond or break out with parasites or vice versa, or your, your existing stock gets sick. There's no guarantees, quarantine or not. So essentially the period of time for quarantine is subjective. How long do you want to quarantine? That's how long it should be. <laughs> Uh, the vets agree there was not a specific time period that would be more effective than another. Of course, the longer the quarantine, the better. Um, that would just be logical, right? But it's interesting that in some ways it, it kind of doesn't matter. Maybe the pet shop owner back in 1977 was right. Guy had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he'd just say, float the bag for 15 minutes and let it go. Sound like good advice at the time. Um, who knows? Stranger things, right? So uh, I am happy to say that I've evolved since those heady days of the 70s, riding my bike around, being an aquarium shot rat. At least I've evolved a little bit. And now I do think that if you can quarantine, you should. And I'm not even saying that I can quarantine. I don't have quarantine facilities for myself. I don't. Um, I have to take my chances. I choose my fish carefully and take my chances. It's risky, I know, 
but if you can quarantine, then do it. Of course, it's a best practice in fish keeping. My professional advice to you listening, my professional advice is to quarantine your fish. Do it, of course. And if you can't quarantine, I understand. And I'm not going to suggest that an effective quarantine um, is going to be any specific period of time. I'll suggest a quarantine period should be 40 days. I like that. If 40 days was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for our koi. But of course, opinions are going to vary on that. Right? Right. 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 What do we got here? Let's see. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Enough of that. Let's recap. Okay. So the practice of quarantine has been around for a while. It's used to purify. Quarantine is going to lessen the chances, not eliminate, but lessen the chances of pathogens entering into your pond's population. So performing quarantine, if you're able to, is an excellent idea. To set up quarantine, you need a tank appropriately sized as to the size or amount of fish that you're quarantining. I don't see a quarantine tank being any smaller than 100 gallons, if you want to do it right. You'll need aeration, heating, you'll need filtration, preferably well-established filtration, and set aside some nets specifically to use for a quarantine. Don't mix nets during this period. Don't dip into your, your pond during this period. Um, you'll be feeding prepared foods. You're going to use both medicated and unmedicated foods. Save the treats for when they're in the pond. You'll do water changes as necessary, 10%, 25%, bigger if you must. Medicate as necessary. Salt baths and keeping a salt level in the quarantine tanks should be considered. During the period of quarantine, You'll be monitoring for normal and healthy behavior and watching for any issues that may develop. And be sure to have good coverage on your tanks also to keep the fish from jumping out, getting hurt during that time period, or to keep things from getting in if you're quarantining your fish in, you know, maybe an area of your yard. Um, be, be sure it's a strong net, but still lets light, air, and, of course, food through. A good heavy-duty leaf net would work well. As far as how long to quarantine your fish, I'm going with la cuarenta. If the ancients felt that 40, la cuarentina, la cuarenta was as significant as it is, then I will go with them every time. And hey, you know what? Opinions on all of what I'm presenting here are going to vary. Some will say that there is a specific time period for quarantine or a specific tank size, water temperature, or medications. Opinions are going to vary. Methods and approaches are going to vary. What I present is just my take on quarantine for koi and goldfish. I'm giving you the best information that I can in all of the Pond Hunter Radio episodes. And I do that based on my experiences in and out of the field, my studies of koi and goldfish, and consulting with some of the brightest professionals in the industry. However, I think you should make your own conclusion on how to handle quarantine based on researching this topic a lot before implementing it. If you don't um, have to just take my word for it, there's tons of good info out there. 
tons of good info out there. So, La Cuarenta, Quarantina, Quarantine. That's the deal, y'all. That's what I got. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and sharing some time with me. I'm Mike Gannon. I'm your host for the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast in the pursuit of all things aquatic. And I want to encourage you all to reach out to your local pond professionals. They are a great resource to have in your contact list. Support your local pond pros. Join your local pond club. And hey, if we're not friends on Facebook, why don't you say hi sometime? And if I am your friend, well, I hope you'll do me the honor of offering me up a rating or a review on iTunes or on Blog Talk Radio. Not asking much, just a quick review from my friends. If anyone out there has questions or if I can help any of you with your pond experience, I am very easy to get in touch with. I'm on Facebook. My website, easy to name to remember, is loveyourpond.com. Company is Full Service Aquatics. You based in uh, Summit, New Jersey. My phone number is 908-277-6000. You can find more Pond Hunter stuff on YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat, Facebook. My blog is a Love Your Pond blog. Check it out. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you, you Pondy freaks. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. Keeping it pondy, everybody. You have a good one. God bless. Take care.